Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for honest conversation on a variety of transformative topics such as courage, integrity, self-love, strength, balance? If so, you're in the right spot. Join Mildred Lynn, popular Soulbox Live hosts John Carousel and Heisey Lutmers, and a variety of guest panelists as they tackle tantalizing topics. Let's talk about airs the second Monday of the month at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. So, mark your calendars. And now, let's join today's Roundtable Moderator, Mildred Lynn McDonald. Good morning, everybody. This is Mildred Lynn McDonald, and I'm your host, live from Sebastopol. And I'd like to welcome my two co-hosts, Hi C. Lutimers from Menlo Park. Hello. And John Carousella from Utah. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us, and we have a fun topic, and hopefully it's a topic with some wisdom thrown in there, too. So if you were going to write a letter to your younger self, let's say someone who was about 18 or 20 years old, what would you tell them based on your life experience today? And to help myself and to help John and Hi-C, I've broken it down into five little categories that we thought would be of interest to you. The first one is love. What would you tell your 20-year-old self about love? The second one is about money. The third one is about health. The fourth is about career or your work life. And the fifth is a generic category about life in general. So I'd love to ask Hi-C and John, what would you tell your 20-year-old self about love? And we'll do a little round robin. You said these were little categories, Mildred Lynn. These are huge categories. <laughs> All right. I, I think hmm, I would tell my 20-year-old self regarding love, I would say be patient, both from the perspective of taking my time to decide who I was going to choose to love and also once having chosen to be patient in that process as well. You know, there's something that I've just recently come closer to is the idea of asking what's beautiful, what's attractive, what's the thing that draws me into something? And then invest myself in cultivating more of that. I guess it's focusing on the positive, right? But focusing in a way that's more active. So I would tell myself, focus on the positive and invest in that. And more empathy, less selfishness. Look at the world through the eyes of your loved ones as opposed to from your own perspective. That would be my advice. And hi C, what about you? I would probably say don't look for it so hard and be more open to it simply coming when it's going to and in the way it's going to rather than feeling as if you are supposed to find it, that you have to find it, that it's part of the story of how we're supposed to be happy, complete, and fulfilled in life, rather than just accepting it's a part of life. And not to confuse love with relationships, that love is a much broader thing. And so not looking for it, but just being it is probably more important. And then whatever is right for you will come as a result of it rather than trying to make something that we think we've been told we're supposed to do or how it's supposed to look. 
And for myself, I went in a little different direction. When I looked back at my 20-year-old self, and this was life-changing for me when I became older, was to make a commitment to love my higher self, no matter what. And how it played out for me was my higher self would never let me down. When I did that, the other part of the equation was that my love for my higher self would allow me to let go and then let go of all expectations. So if I was talking to my 20-year-old self, I would guide her or suggest to her for her consideration to find a way to make that commitment to love the higher self earlier on because it truly was life-changing for me. Now, what about money? What would you say to your 20-year-old self about money? Well, for me, I think I would say you're going to make plenty, so that's not what you mean to worry about, but respect the effort and the energy that it's going to take, that your time and energy is precious. And so when you make money, don't treat it like it's just free. I had this easy come, easy go attitude about the wealth that I created, but the truth is it wasn't actually easy come it came with a, a with a price, and it was only later in my life that I started to respect the price. So I would try to encourage my younger self to realize that my time and energy is really precious. What about you, High C? That money is not a measure of success, and amount of money is not equivalent to amount of happiness and money is not what defines abundance and prosperity. Okay, and for myself, what I would tell my 20-year-old as she came along the happy trail was to expand the money equation and start thinking in relation to currency rather than money and a currency equation, and this is what you touched on, John, the currency equation encompasses so much more than just dollar bills. It's your time, it's your emotions, it's your energy, it's your perspective. And once you start looking at a currency equation that money is one component of with other components to the equation, that also changes your life. Now, what about health? What would you tell your 20-year-old self about health? I would say, young man, start doing yoga every day. <laughs> start now and find a teacher that understands the spirit of yoga so that you can really harvest what's there. I've been blessed. My health has been pretty good the whole way. But I think if I could tell my 20-year-old self one thing, it would be start doing yoga. What about you, High C? That... Health comes from all levels, body, mind, and spirit, and that the more we nurture, support, and feed the deeper levels of ourselves, the healthier we will be. Mm. Yeah. I, like, I like that. And mine would be, always remember that you have a body, so take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I also wanted to throw in some wisdom from Crystal Starr, who's an intuitive in the Mountain View area. I was talking with her, having a healing conversation last month, and she introduced something I never thought about. She was talking about vitamins and minerals are here to help us feed and nourish and heal the body, but nature 
could be looked at as something that is here to help heal and nourish the spiritual aspect of ourselves. So as with the money equation, I would invite my younger self to expand the definition of body and health and start looking at ways, and I see you touched on this, that mind, body, spirit, emotion, and dream can be supported and not just looking at things as a physical body, although my tendency has always been to forget that I have a physical body. Now, what about career? Well, for me, the advice that I would give is don't fake your passion. Don't pretend to love what you do. Don't pretend at all. And actually find something about what it is that you're doing that you actually love and lean into that and let yourself be guided to more of that. Through my life, it's been, my career has been an exercise in conjuring passion around things that I wasn't really that passionate about. And that takes a toll. Don't fake your passion. And I see. <laughs> I don't want this to sound as if I'm contradicting what John said, because that certainly is not the intention. I had this phrase in my head even before he said it as well. My first thing would be to always find a way to love what you're doing regardless of whether it's what you love to do because we can continue to find what we're passionate about and pursue doing a career that we love and being on that path that we really want to be going down career-wise but sometimes there are jobs along the way difference between job and career and instead of having a negative attitude towards that job, if we can love it for being a stepping stone or a necessity and giving us what we need in that moment as we continue to move towards what we want to do career-wise, we can also start to recognize that even if we think it's just a job that we don't want to be doing, it may give us some sort of insight or skill or experience that will ultimately make our career richer. But I would also go back to what I said with money is to also not fall into the trap that career defines who you are and that career success is the ultimate arbiter of whether you've been successful in your life as a person. And for myself, what I'd like to share with my younger version is that even if you're not in the career that makes you fulfilled and happy at the moment, and I love the idea that there's always a gift, as Heisey was saying, and whatever you're doing, there's a gift there, to really look for a way to express your passion, even if it's in a small way. And if you don't know how to do that, have faith that you will know how to do that and be open to doing that, even if you spend an hour a week nourishing that passion that you have, that you feel that you'd like to develop into a career at some point. For me, I spent many years in one career, and I was very good at it, and it was very lucrative. It didn't speak to my heart. I didn't know, I didn't have the wisdom to know that even though that didn't speak to my heart, I could have also been at the same time working on an area that did fulfill my heart in the form of a hobby and then develop that. So mm. so that's what I'd love to share with my younger self. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Now for life. Hmm. Who would like to share about life? The first message I would give to my 20-year-old self is never stop singing. Never stop singing. And take dance classes 
and be creative, to really let my artistic self have a place to be expressed, make my artistic side a priority. As part of being authentic, be your authentic self and don't be things for other people. Be who you are and live your life that way. And I see. <laughs> Actually, what John just said, I think, is the perfect setup for what I was going to say because my advice was going to just be. Just be in the moment. Just be who you are. Just be with where life is taking you and what's going on at any time rather than worrying about where you're supposed to be going or what you need to be doing or what isn't there or what other people are trying to say you should be doing or what point you should be at. Just be with who you are and where you are and you'll find that things will naturally fall into place and that there's a magic in the universe where things will magically show up along the path but if we are too busy looking for things, we may miss them. So if we're just being on the path, then we are aware and conscious to be able to see them as they come in the form that they come rather than simply looking for what we think is supposed to be there. And for myself, I have two little pieces of advice. The first is to do the 24-hour program, and the second is to let it go. Now, Recently, I've had a lot of vegetables and meat and potatoes and everything else on my plate, and I quickly realized that if I tried to dissect all of the data coming my way, I would crumble. So I made a pact with myself that I would follow a 24-hour program. The side effect of that was that it made me very present and in the moment. And then the other gift in that is I decided I really like this. What is this 24-hour program? You You focus on what's just within 24 hours. That's all Uh you can deal with. And if you are doing 24 hours well, then the next 24 hours, and in terms when I mean well, I mean in integrity, the next 24 hours will take care of themselves. Mm. So I found it requires discipline, but it's also very economical and efficient in terms of energy and emotional output because you're not projecting, anticipating, trying to find solutions for anything outside of 24 hours. And as as I said earlier, if you do that 24 hours well in integrity, then the next 24 hours will take care of themselves. And when I say take care of themselves, I don't mean that everything is solved. I don't mean that everything is rosy. You do get a sense of being centered and solid and secure in your path. So that's a great gift, and I wish I had known that when I was younger. And the other part, in terms of letting it go, after 24 hours, whatever has built up, whatever energy has built up that you don't need, let it go before the next 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And that's very cleansing. And I speak to that from experience, from two months of experience. I know that doesn't sound like much, but it's been a pretty dense time in my life, and I'm so grateful for that source of inspiration coming my way. So I'd like to invite our listeners to go through the exercise that Heisey and John and I have just gone through and reflect on what wisdom, what guidance, what insights you'd like to share with the 20-year-old self in the area of love or money or health, career, life, and maybe you have a few more. I don't know. John or Heisey, do you have any that you would add to the list here? I actually had I had one question for, for all of us, 
And that is, when you thought about what you were going to share with your 20-year-old self, did you think about whether they would actually listen? (laughs) You know, some of the messages that I (laughs) want to give to my 20-year-old self, I have a feeling he probably wouldn't have listened to. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good question. I feel that if I was able to deliver the energy of the message in an age-appropriate context or structure, that I would lean towards my 20-year-old self would listen, but it would have to be in the verbiage that my 20-year-old self would understand. How about you, Kaisi? Well, my thought is, and this kind of goes to also, you know, when I do readings for people, whether my 20-year-old self was consciously listening, subconsciously, he would hear it. And if nothing else, it would plant a seed that may not ripen until later in life, but it would still be there and start to subtly affect and inform that 20-year-old self as they continue to grow and evolve. What about your 20-year-old self, John? Well, I, I was thinking about it as I was scripting these suggestions, and I think I think I could have managed to get most of them in in the language that he would understand, but he was pretty caught up in his own story back then, so some of them might not have stuck. All right, then. Well, I'd like to thank Heisey Ludemers and John Caracello for adding their wisdom and guidance. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please join us next time for Healing Conversations with Mildred Lynn McDonald, Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m.